For all of the science to satisfy your gut, Deerland brings you Digestible, a podcast breaking down the trends of the nutraceuticals industry. Hello and welcome to Digestible, a Deerland probiotics and enzyme podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Dawn Mooney. And today we are talking about trends in pet and animal well-being. So many of us are pet lovers out there. And we're going to talk about some good stuff on how we can better take care of our pets and animals. So I am pleased to bring on our two guests today, Caitlin Donahue, who is Director of Business Development, Microbiome Solutions, Pet and Animal Wellbeing for ADM Nutrition, and Bill Bay, who is a Commercial Director of the Americas for Pet and Animal Wellbeing, ADM Nutrition. Thank you both for being here. Great to be here with you today. Happy to be here. Thanks for having us. So let's start off with, as pet lovers, of course, we, we only want the best for our furry and feathered family members. We as humans, we know that the old adage, you are what you eat. And we, we try to follow suit, I think, as best we can to eat healthy foods because it really does make a difference. But how important is that when it comes to our pets? Yeah, so it's very important. So a lot of what we do, we want to do for our pets as well. Uh, you know, I do like for my dog. And uh, throughout the, the last couple of years, prevention of, you know, issues and promoting health and wellness has been a, a huge highlight for humans. And that's transferred directly to pets as well. So for all, it's a lot cheaper to, to prevent problems and to treat them. So it, it's um, good to have uh, support to be able to do that for various nutrition and functional ingredients. Yeah, yeah. I would, I would also add on that as, as, as human consumption of health and wellness products and solutions have shown to be advantageous for us like caitlin said we're showing that having that those supplements those different health and wellness stuff if you will is is only good um and really beneficial for uh your your dog or your cat or, or your pets in general so if we flip back to humans we know or we hear rather a lot about probiotics and how good they are for us and with our digestive system so we're hearing a lot of that with trends in connection with our animals and pets. So let's talk about that. There's a hot topic word, microbiome. Can we go in a little more detail with that as it affects our pets and animals? Absolutely. Yeah, so the microbiome in essence is, is a community of, of microorganisms. And we have a lot of different microbiomes within our body. Probably what's recognized the most is the gut microbiome, so other things, oral microbiome and, and other, other microbiomes. But probably the most studied and most recognized is the gut or GI gastrointestinal system microbiome. And so within that microbiome and that gut, there's a lot of uh, competition for beneficial or desirable bacteria and undesirable bacteria. So what we find is when there's a diverse community of these beneficial bacteria, probiotics and things like that, other functions in the body are, are thriving well as well. So like the immune system, digestive health, cardiovascular health and things of that nature. So it's very encompassing of a lot of things. But that's that's kind of how I define it. Bill, everybody has a different definition. So I don't know if you have anything to add on, on how that's defined in your mind. No, no, I think you cover it really well, Caitlin. I, I, I guess what I would just add on is, you know, we found that the gut or, or that microbiome is just is, is really important when it comes to just overall health and wellness when it comes to everybody. You, you know, there's a lot of stuff that happens in there that really affects just from day to day to long term effects. And so really having a good, a good, healthy microbiome and gut flora 
really just leads to overall better overall health and wellness and, and just uh, a better lifestyle, if you will. I think you said it perfectly, Bill. A lot of stuff that happens in there because I think that's that's probably the easiest uh, to describe the very uh, complex actions that are taking place inside our bodies. So here is a confusing part, at least for me as a human, and I, I would imagine even more so for so many people out there listening. When we're talking about whether it's humans or it's animals, we hear a lot of different types of there's pre and there's postbiotics and probiotics and What's the difference? Because I would think, you know, probiotics, there's one, and then you throw a couple other in the mix. And when we talk about stuff to make it easier to understand, it becomes a little overwhelming when you throw one or more counterparts in there. So can we break that down at all? I guess the way I, I think about it is, yeah, I'm not a scientist at all. So I, I've had, I have those PhDs and those smarter people break it down for me. So a third grader could understand it, if you will. And so for me, it's the pre- is the food that the probiotics eat because the probiotics are living things and the, the prebiotics are the food that helps it become healthier, just be stronger. You know, it's again, it's, it's the food that, that provides it. Host is, is, is a newer term to be completely honest with you. Um, but, but the way we defined postbiotics are they're, they're no longer living probiotics they're no longer living organisms and they're inanimate microorganisms that that really just help you have healthier probiotics in general and still have and lead to a better gut flora again for for your overall health and wellness being um caitlin i'm sure i missed something there so if you want to no that's a fantastic way to describe it each of those things i suppose what they have in common is they confer a health benefit well their mechanism of action is, is different exactly like bill said the pre kind of being food for the living probiotic microorganism, the post not being, you know, not alive any longer, but still being derived from the, the living probiotic, but still conferring a different health benefit and ultimately promoting a, a more diverse, beneficial microbiome for the host, be it a dog, cat, horse, or human. So yeah, that, that was great definitions of it. See, Bill, you, you, you're right up there with the PhDs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll tell them that next time I see them. <laughs> so there, of course, is a lot of pressure, I think, on the probiotics because everybody looks like they're the, the secret answer to everything and they will heal and, and help our digestive system fully take it up to 100%. And it's not just the probiotics alone. We talked about even just the pre and, and the pro and the post, but what other things do we need to keep in mind as far as ingredients are concerned to aid those probiotics? Yeah, I suppose the, the, the microbiome is a place that's always being, there's always kind of a competition for, for survival of, of within that limited space. The microorganisms are small, but they're still competing. So we just want the, the good bacteria to, to thrive through probiotics, prebiotics, and postbiotics. But there are other functional ingredients that, that can help with things like this and, and enzymes are, are one of them. So that's that's another ingredient within our very large pantry of, of um, solutions. But enzymes are, are another way to support some of the the breakdown of, of various diets for, for dogs and cats. So I typically group them into two categories, one being digestive enzymes. So just breaking down various diets. So these can be tailored towards a specific diet if it's high in, in carbohydrates or, or proteins or both enzymes, carbohydrates and proteolytic enzymes can break down 
those types of, of, of products within the diet. And then systemic enzymes can really be helpful for supporting bodily functions um, within uh, tissues, organs, blood flow, things of that nature. So between digestive enzymes and systemic enzymes, those are other things that, that can kind of help uh, with nutrient breakdown and nutrient absorption and, and other bodily functions, including within the GI tract. So that's, that's another very strong ingredient that, that's helpful to most living, all living organisms. And, and something else too that I think consumers should be aware of as well, and, and I think Caitlin alluded to a little bit too, is not every probiotic or postbiotic or prebiotic is the same out there. It's 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 not a one for one, and it's it's such a it's such a really macro term, a big term that covers a lot of things. So, you know, as you look at things that you want to put in your own body, and look at look at the things you want to put in your 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 uh, your furry fat your furry furry fam, family member's body, um, I, I would say you know just don't grab whatever has the best images or marketing and things like that. But really, you know, spend some time and see what's on the back of back of the label, and 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 really you know. Do a little bit of research of of what you're putting in, and to make sure that you're getting the best uh, gut flora for for what you need as well. So a lot of great products we're talking about, of course, probiotics, enzymes, pre, pro, postbiotics, probiotic, and enzyme options are freely available through ADM, and there are a lot of other products as well. So how can people find the ADM products? I would say it's kind of like that Intel inside you see on your computers or whatever you use. While we don't have the ADM inside just yet, uh, when you look at your labels, I would look for ADM branded products like DE111, BPL1, heat-treated BPL1, ES1. I know I'm forgetting some other uh, other brands. Caitlin, what are some of the enzymes that they should maybe look out for on the market as well? Yeah, so perhydrolase is one enzyme. Fibrosol is a, is a type of fiber and a prebiotic. Pre4Pro is another type of prebiotic, but, but different in nature as it's a bacteriophage and, instead of a fiber. So um, those are a couple others as well that, you know, just Google those either on Google or Amazon or wherever you shop and, and you should be able to find some of those um, B2B branded ingredients that have uh science behind them and, and continuing clinical trials behind them so you can really see the impact that that might have on your pet. So another ingredient I wanted to mention is branded ingredient called solar plus. So this is derived from spinach. It's a enzymatically enhanced antioxidant. So it has very strong antioxidant properties, um, almost twice the antioxidant capacity as other antioxidants that are on the market. It's a B2B branded ingredient. So this is another ingredient that's that's keyword searchable through Solarplast. Uh, and it is on the market for pets and available for use uh, to really support some of um, healthy aging and things of that nature, reducing free radicals and, and things like that that can really help pets as they age. Yeah, and I would say this the 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 products that we sell to our, our partners that you find on Chewy or or Petco and things like that, it, it'll it'll feature the DE one eleven, the BPL one, the Biopolis brands, and some of the other enzyme brands on there. So you'll you'll be able to distinguish that pretty clearly versus versus the products that maybe just your average or 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 not not so potent uh, biotics. Perfect. Any final thoughts as we're wrapping up? Yeah, I suppose just in terms of, of some of these ingredients and how they can ultimately get to the pet by the pet parent, we see a lot of traditional forms and formats that these types of ingredients are put in. So 
some traditional supplements are still exist and, and are still common. So tablets, capsules, a powder with a scoop. But there's a lot of new innovations around how these ingredients are being delivered, especially as we learn more about making sure that these ingredients survive and aren't kind of altered and they don't have as much benefit in the process of making them. So some of these new innovation formats are, are kind of looking like single serve stick packs, soft chews, different types of toppers like a powder and a shaker bottle that gets sprinkled over dog food in the morning or the evening, broths, paste, gels. So there's a lot of um, new innovations within the pet industry that we've been excited to see, as well as kind of experiment with to measure what's kind of surviving and things of that nature as these ingredients can be fragile in nature. So it's been exciting to, to see some of those innovations. And there's a lot of capabilities we have in-house as well to actually bring those products to life in a, in a finished product. So it's been exciting to see the industry uh, innovate more in some of those beyond some of those traditional formats. Yeah. For me, it's, it's, I'll kind of repeat myself, but, but expand upon it a little bit too. It's, it's as we continue to humanize our pets and, you know, become the best pet, pet parents we can be, just kind of think about how you look at stuff that you put in your, in your body or even your, your, your human kids bodies. Because again, if, if, if you're going to spend the time and money to research what you put into your, in your system, it's, it's probably worth it doing the same with your pets and really looking at those brands to make sure that they are using scientific backed ingredients like ADMs again, because a lot of the stuff out there is just, it's, it's flash. It's, 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 it's the front of the, it's, it's the front of the wine bottle versus the back. And you want to make sure again, that what you're putting into your pet's system is beneficial for him or her, even if it's not ADMs, uh, while we are, while we are again, scientifically backed and everything like that. Just make sure you're going with a trusted product out there and you're just not throwing money away or or potentially putting stuff in your animal, your pet that, that may not benefit it. Yeah, and great point because they they are our kids. <laughs> pet owners out there, they know they they are sometimes more of, of the kids than the actual human kids sometimes. So great information and uh, wonderful that we're learning about. You know, Bill, I love how you pointed that out. Um, if it's not an ADM product, just we, we should all be more cognizant of just how important it is to be as aware of what we're putting in our pets and our furry family members' bodies as we are our own. So uh, great information here. Caitlin Donahue, Director of Business Development Microbiome Solutions for Pet and Animal Wellbeing of ADM Nutrition, and Bill Bay, Commercial Director of America's for Pet and Animal Wellbeing, ADM Nutrition. Thank you so much both for being here. Some wonderful information with probiotics, with enzymes, and just all around, just better ways we can care for our pets. I really appreciate your time today. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you for having us. Appreciate it. And thank you so much for listening to Digestible, a Deerland Probiotics and Enzymes podcast today. If you would like to subscribe to the podcast, you can get more information about Digestible. Until then, I'm your host, Michelle Don Mooney, and we will see you soon. Uh-huh.